You're listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. The views and opinions shared on this program don't necessarily reflect those of Citywide Home Loans. Citywide Home Loans, LLC, NMLS 67180. David Hosterman, NMLS 220562. Jonathan Edwards, NMLS 671258. Equal housing lender. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all that apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. Good morning and welcome to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm Jonathan Edwards with Citywide Home Loans in the studio this morning. We have our MVP guest host, Troy Carnes with Realty One Group, Platinum Elite. This is the show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated players. Troy, thanks for joining me on the show today, buddy. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks I'm excited. We got me. a good show today. I think so. We got a good I think show so. today. Uh, so Troy is going to talk with us today about real estate trends. Um, excellent topic, especially this time of year. We've got seasonal trends we're going to go over, historical trends, economic trends, and some of the other things that go into buying and selling a home this time of year and in the current real estate environment that we find ourselves in. Stay tuned for a triple play of Denver's hottest listings and a quick yellow flag warning that quick uh, that Citywide Home Loans and Realty One Group Platinum Elite are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other participant. Again, Troy, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. How long have you been in Colorado? Well, I'm, a, I'm a native. Uh, I grew up, actually, I grew up out in Aurora. And then my, my wife and I did an eight-year stint back east and came back to raise our family. Couldn't keep us away from the mountains. And, uh, you know, our family's here and wanted to be close to that. So we, we came back in 2015. And, uh, yeah, we live out in Lakewood now. Awesome. Uh, love the Lakewood area. We uh, we had an office there for a little while. I drive through Lakewood quite a bit. I'm actually I live in Evergreen right now, oh, nice. and my office is in Denver. So I drive through yeah. Lakewood a fair amount. Cruising six, <laughs> cruising six. Um, but yes, cruising. I know Sixth Avenue very well. Uh, but Lakewood is a great area. Um, it sounds like you're happy to be back here in Colorado. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, we get all the sun. We're close to the mountains. We have like an eight-year-old who's like shredding the gnar every moment he can. Awesome. Uh, and so it's yeah, we like being on the west side. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's easier great. access to the mountains for sure. For uh, sure. Where are you guys skiing? Oh man, he's got every pass. Is with he his skiing grandpa. or snowboarding? He's skiing. Okay. He's skiing. Yeah. And yeah. It's like his grandpa's dream to have like little guys to train. So Love it. he's. Yeah. I mean, he's copper. He's a yeah. lot of winter. Well, Mary Jane, because yeah, know, he's skiing the blacks now. Awesome. So, yeah, he's into it. Yep. My uh, my son is seven. He started skiing blacks this year. Yeah. Uh, my bo- my daughter has been skiing blacks for a few years, and then my youngest, who's four. Um, she may well be out on a black diamond next year. Love so, it. yeah, uh, yeah, no, they're having a great time. I mean, Colorado, we've got the mountains and, and quite frankly, that's why a lot of people move out here for sure. Um, those mountains are pretty attractive and you and I were talking before the show, um, just on the demand for homes and how there still is little inventory. We we're both a little bit surprised that values haven't adjusted when you see interest rates that double and nearly triple in such a short period of time. You would expect values to adjust pretty dramatically as well, but we haven't really seen that. No, haven't seen that. I mean, we saw in January like 
decreased sales versus last year and 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 lower inventory but prices were up and you know depending on what county you were in Arapahoe County was up 7%, Jefferson County was up a little more than 3%, Douglas County up almost 4.5% in in median closed prices. So yeah, values have maintained or or gone up some. Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting to see those values, like you said, still even going up, not even necessarily coming down, but we're not seeing necessarily the double digit increases year over year that we saw for about 10 years there. Um, So that's one of the trends that we'll talk about today is um, the value increases and adjustments that we've seen or haven't seen to that point that we're a little bit surprised we have not seen. But before we dive too deep into that, Troy, let's talk a little bit about what we're seeing in the market today. Overall, overall, what's your sense here in early 2024 of the real estate market here in the Denver area? Yeah, and we chatted about this a little bit before the show too. And I think that there's some cautious optimism about where things are going to go this year. And like when it's all said and done, um, you know, the closed sales and the active listings, like I mentioned, were down a little bit compared to last year, but higher prices. And, and I think that there's some, there's a lot of pent up demand. People are kind of on the sidelines waiting to jump in. And so I think that we're all pretty optimistic that that'll happen, uh, depending on what happens with interest rates. But we also might see people say like, okay, it's been a couple years of interest rates at this level we should just get in now. And I think you have to, right? I mean, so many of our clients had remained on the sideline or still remain on the sidelines from when interest rates went up so dramatically. Boy, I don't even know now. Two and a half, two years ago, I guess about it probably ago, was yeah. about two years ago. Yeah. Um, and they were waiting for interest rates to come down, which when interest rates move either direction, up or down dramatically, we usually see a little bit of a correction. We have not really seen that correction. We basically saw interest rates increase, 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 increase. Maybe we've seen a little bit of a comeback. At one point, we interest rates, national average for conventional, were up in the mid-8s, and right now we're in the low 7s. So we've seen a little bit of a correction um, and seen those rates come back a little bit, but certainly nowhere near 3 4%, 2% even for that matter. Yeah, and uh, you know, I don't know I don't know if we're going to see that, you know, depending on what you read some people say like, "Oh, like maybe we'll get to the fives, but I, you know, I, I don't know. I think we might be here for a little while." But what's while. the cost to wait, right? So like if you're dead set like I'm not buying a house unless I can get my interest rate into the fives, which by the way, if you wanted to buy your rate down enough, you technically could get I into was gonna the say, fives yeah. right now. There are ways to do that, sure. but it's a pretty expensive bet. So um, not seeing a lot of folks do that, although I did run some numbers yesterday for a guy that, that really needed his interest rate to be low enough to make the debt ratios work. Mm-hmm. And he's putting 25%, a little more than 25% down on a conventional loan. So technically, we can get him up to 9% in concessions. Wow. Not to get okay. off track here, yeah, but, sure. but it is an interesting strategy for folks. If you're really dead set on lower interest rates, maybe the sellers or you or a combination of the two can figure out a way to buy your rate down in there because you can but realistically as far as average rates go maybe we sneak back down into the fives at some point in the next year or two um hopefully i'm wrong on that and they do but i if you're holding out i think you've got to really think about what the cost is to continue to hold out and pay somebody else's mortgage sure i mean you know i talk to buyers who say they want to wait they want to wait till the rate comes down and you know, we opened the show by talking about how we haven't seen values decrease. And, you know, 
they're going up. And so, you know, appreciation is real, right? So your $500,000 home this year might be 515 or 520 next year, right? And so you're either, you know, trying to put yourself in a position where you can't really save your way out of it or, you know, the house you're going to end up with in a year is maybe like one price tier down from what you're looking at now. So, yeah, I mean, your point's well taken. There's a there's a cost of waiting, too. Here's a better way to look at it, in my opinion, Troy, yeah, as, as the lender. So I'm coming at you from the lending Fair. side here, okay? Here's a better way to look at it. We have so many people that will ask me, what's the interest rate today? That's mm-hmm. their first score. They start out the conversation, what's the interest rate today? My response would be, and this isn't usually how I respond, but it shouldn't be what's the interest rate today. It should be my comfort level for a monthly payment is $3,200 a month. I don't really want to go over that. Right. Can you tell me how much house I can buy for 3200 so I can get out there and look and see if that home exists for me or if am I still not quite where I want to be in terms of uh, of the purchase price and what my what that interest rates can allow me to buy right because at the end of the day interest rates could be lower in the fives or whatever but if it still doesn't get you the house that you want is it really worth do you do you want to be buying that house anyway so if you tell me what your comfort level is I can work backwards and tell you based on where the market is today and interest rates and everything else here's how much house you could be buying yeah, and I think that's a great approach. And as an agent, that I like I like that, you know. I my job really is to make sure that my clients get into a house that they want to be in at the budget that they want to be in and you know, even with low inventory right now, they might not have as many choices, but you know, there's plenty of, there's plenty of nice houses out there. There mm-hmm. are for sure. Yeah. And I like to tell millennials this. And now what's the next generation? Gen Z, I Z. think it is. The yeah. next one. Z. You don't have to buy your forever home oh, as for your sure. first home. Yeah. The number of millennials that I've worked with that talk that even mention forever home, it, it, it shocks me. You don't have to go and buy your forever home right now. Like buy a home, put a little work into it. Live there until your family grows or until you get a job or save enough money and then and then buy your next home. And theoretically, in the way that it has worked historically, we'll talk about a trend here, is that in the state of Colorado, values sort of continue to rise. It's not a guarantee, but that's been the trend. Every once in a while, values will, uh, will regress or, or come back a little bit, but they do tend to come back and, and go up again. So, Theoretically, by owning that home, putting some work into it, paying down the mortgage within a few years, hopefully you've got some money there. You can purchase another home. Maybe not your forever home, but the next step towards your forever home, right? Yeah. Get yourself into this into the starter home right now, and then you can build your way to the forever home. Like, you know, life is unpredictable, right? You don't know how many kids you're gonna have, if you're gonna have any kids. Like, you know, your life in a decade is gonna be completely different, most likely. Yeah. And so you probably don't even know what kind of home you need to have, you know, if you're, if you're young and, and looking to buy your first house. Yeah. So, yeah. So historically speaking on interest rates, I like to kind of throw this out there. Um, in October of 1981, interest rates hit their highest point, which was, I want to say 18 point, let's say 5%. It was 18.375 or something like that was the highest interest rates hit national average. Uh, the lowest they hit, I don't know exactly what year it was, but back in 2020, I believe it was, maybe early 2021, interest rates were down into the twos. Um, 
the average over the last 50 years is 7.75%. We're sitting at 7, I think yesterday, the national average on a conventional loan ended at 7.14, I want to say. Yeah, that's what I had. So 7.14, that's still less than the average over the last 50 years. So yes, it's higher than what we had seen over the previous 10 years, let's say 12 years, but it's not it's not it's not even higher than the average. Sure. So take that into consideration. If rates were at nine, ten percent, then it, then I'm going, geez. I mean, rates are high, but theoretically they're they're still pretty low. Yeah, you know, I think what happened, right? You, you mentioned 2020, they were into the twos, and so they you know tripled or quadrupled. So there's, I think, some just some whiplash right now. Um, but when I hear people say like, oh, rates are crazy right now, I think I have sort of the same reaction that you have is where. I'm like, well, no, you know what? You know what was crazy? The threes. That was crazy, right? But it was, was so crazy. recent. Like, that was the crazy thing, right? The, the last time that was they were there. historical lows, which means you are not likely to see that again for a long time. No. Will like, it happen again? Probably at some point. But it could be decades before for, you see rates in the twos and threes again. Yeah, so in 2023, right, they were maybe three and a quarter. So that was more than a decade ago and and, and never under that. So, yeah, that was the anomaly to me, but it's so recent that it's hard to get it out of our heads, right? And the speed at which it went up. Again, I think people the got some speed is something else. But yeah. again, I think people need to get used to what I would consider to probably be the new norm, and that is interest rates in probably the sixes, sevens. Possibly you sneak down into the fives, but nobody knows. And you could just as easily sneak up into the eights, right? So I think take that into consideration. If you're hanging out on the sidelines waiting for interest rates to drop, I think you may need to reconsider that position. Um, one more trend I wanted to talk about that we're seeing right now, Troy, before I before we start talking about our hot listings, is that of the use of seller concessions towards buy-downs. And this is what we see when things cycle um, and the real estate markets cool down, it becomes a little bit more of a buyer's market, a little bit less of a seller's market, we start to see more willingness on the part of sellers to give up funds to be used towards the buyer's uh, closing costs and ultimately to buy down their interest rates. There's two types of buy-downs. There's a temporary buy-down where you're buying down the interest rate for a specific period of time, one, two, three years, or there's a permanent buy-down where you're using those funds to buy down your 30-year, 20-year, 15-year interest rate um, for the life of that loan. So are you seeing some of that out there as well? Yeah, since inventory is tight, what we're seeing, you know, we 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 brought it up a couple times where we're not necessarily seeing home values go down, but we are seeing some concessions, right? And yep. buyers are, you know, the playbook there is, okay, if we think rates are going to go down this year, let's buy now, get a concession so we can pull the rate down for a year or something, and then try to refinance when the rate improves a little bit. And that way they can get affordable now and then sometimes maintain some of that affordability into the future. Yep. Um, and, and that seems like a strategy that some sellers are are into right now. They're like, okay, giving some concessions yeah. uh, to get the deal done. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, maybe instead of reducing the purchase price for the home, you, you include some seller concessions and that gives the buyer the ability to buy down their rate, cover their closing costs, utilize those funds, but not a bad strategy at all, but it is a trendy strategy. It is a trend that we see more of as, as the real estate market cools down. Like a few years ago, it's not to say we didn't see any, 
but it was less likely, right? You had multiple offers, and a lot of people wanted those properties. You just didn't see as much in the way of seller concessions the way that we're seeing them right now. And the amount of the seller concessions, um, you know, we talked about this earlier. I'm running numbers in 20, 25, 30, 35, 40 $50,000 $50,000 in concessions to be used uh, for the buyer to buy down their interest rate. And that's in some ways how you might be able to get that rate down and sneak into the fives. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, that'll probably happen until more buyers come into the market and things get really competitive again. And, you know, before on the, on, on the, on the downswing, you would see, you know, maybe offers above list, but with concessions, right to get the the ultimate purchase price back to the list price and you know that was good for sellers because they got a little bit uh, a little bit more and it just allowed buyers to um, you know kind of take some of those funds and spread it out over the life of the loan yeah so yeah absolutely um, so some good strategies out there a different market than what we saw a few years ago for sure uh, in a minute we'll talk a little bit more about where we're at right now so early in the year seasonal trends talk about that in a couple of minutes but first you are listening to the MVP real estate and mortgage report on ESPN Denver 1600 a.m check out past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com for mortgage questions and information give us a call at 303. 303- Nine two one five seven four seven. If you'd like to get in touch with Troy to talk about buying or selling your next home, he can be reached at 202-340-3922. And I do have a couple of hot listings this week, Troy, and I love talking about the hot listings because, as we mentioned earlier, inventory is relatively low. So we've got some great agents this week that reached out to have their uh, their listings announced on the show today. First one we have here is Joel Gomez with Brokers Guild. This one's located at 3226 West Girard Avenue, Unit D. Uh, and that one's in Englewood on the market at 275000 It's a great-looking condo. Uh, just over 850 square feet, two bedrooms, one bathroom. If you're interested in a condo in the Englewood area, reach out to Joel Gomez at 720-485-7929. And the next one that I have here is Beth Smart, who Troy happens to work with over there at Realty One Group Platinum Elite. And this one's located in Colorado Springs, another great condo, 974 Acapulco Court. This one on the market at 265000 It's just over 850 square feet, two-bedroom, one-bathroom. If you'd like some more information on this great condo in Colorado Springs, reach out to Beth Smart at 303-549-6907. And finally, Lori Anders, also with Brokers Guild Real Estate, has a condo as well. This one in Lakewood, in your neck of the woods oh, there, there we go. Troy. Uh, 1661 South Cole Street, uh, Unit B6 in Lakewood. This one's on the market for 399900 A little over 1,000 square feet, two-bedroom, three-bathroom condo. If you'd like some more information on this great property, reach out to Lori Anders at 303-564-5918. All right, Troy, let's dive back in here. Let's talk a little bit about seasonal trends. So yeah. my two cents on seasonal trends has been, and I've been I've been originating mortgages for 12 years, so this is sort of what I've picked up on, 
is that the the beginning of the year starts out slow. January, yep. February. As you start to get towards the end of February, which is where we're at today, yeah. you hope to start seeing things pick up a little bit. Yep. As you get into early March, you have a feel for what the market's going to be doing, hopefully. Um, and you really hope that things take off in the real estate market into March, April, May, maybe into June a little bit. But it seems like things slow down a little bit in June. People are traveling in July. Things pick up a little bit in August. Kids are back to school. You've got September, October. And then once Thanksgiving hits, it seems like things really slow down sure. again yeah. until uh, until about mid-January, late January or so. Um, what do you think about my assessment there? Is that what you're noticing as well? You know, I think that uh, for, for you guys, it probably happens a little bit sooner than it does for us, right? So, uh What's what's interesting is actually most buyers end up buying at the top of the market, and so every just about every year, ten out of the last fifteen years and three out of the last five years, highest closing prices of the year happen in June. And okay, June is also when you tend to see the most closed sales, mm-hmm. right? But for you, you know, so those houses then went under contract, call it thirty or forty-five days before that, right? So that's like the May time frame mm-hmm. that you're talking yep, about. Yep. And so for, you know, folks who are looking to sell, this is the time to start getting your house in order because, you know, you got to get pictures, you got to get the marketing done. There's a lot of, of preparation that goes into getting the house ready. And like I said, you you know, to get the highest prices closed in June, that's, uh, you know, mid-April, May time frame to, to go under contract. So from a seller standpoint, it mm-hmm. sounds to me like um, putting your house on the market in March or April is probably a good time to put your house on the market. If yeah, you're you trying gotta be to max getting ready. out dollars on the sale. Yeah, you got to be getting ready if you're trying to hit the highest price of the year. Which yeah. means to me, Troy, and yeah. I have been saying this for years, that yeah. if you're a buyer, yeah. that probably the best time to buy a home is at the end of the year. Yeah. Right? Know, yeah. November, so, December, January? Sure. You know, okay, so a, a couple of things, right? First, uh, some of that's kind of hard, right? Because why do people buy houses or sell houses, right? They have kids, their families change, like kids go off to college, they get divorced. What All of these things have nothing to do with what time of year it is. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, if you do have the flexibility to kind of time the market, then yeah, you're going to get lower prices in December, January, February. You're likely also to have fewer choices then. So if you're a little bit flexible on the type of house that you want, then you can get really good deals then. If you if you want a lot of choices, that's that time of year is going to make it tough, but if you're just making a purely financial decision, yeah, December, January, February, those are your lowest prices of the year. I am not the first one to come up with this idea. I have heard this from agents as well, but typically if your house is on the market through the holiday season, which is basically, you know, Halloween through early January. If your house is on the market or if there's a house on the market, it's typically because it needs to sell because the seller needs to sell that property. And that time frame, to me, if again, if you're willing to sort of take what's out there, uh, that that is that would be a good time to get out there because in all likelihood, you've got a little bit more negotiation power during that time period. Somebody's on the market during the holiday season. It's probably because they need to be on the market. They got to sell for whatever reason it might be. Like we just mentioned, right? Like life life happens no matter what the interest rate is right. or right. or what what the calendar says, right? Like baby shows up, baby shows up, baby needs a baby needs a room, right? Yep. 
Um, so yeah, when when houses are on the market over the holidays, you can you can pretty much bet that that house needs to get sold. So I want to I want to go back and look at real estate over the last twenty years or so. Um, so in the early two thousands, let's say up until about two thousand and seven maybe from 2002, 2003, 2004, right in that time frame until 2007, we had a pretty hot real estate market. Um, Similar kind of to what we saw a few years ago, um, but maybe for some different reasons, but it was a pretty hot real estate market, and then it just kind of tanked, right? After the housing crisis in 2008, 2009, things really kind of tanked and slowed the heck down for a while. I started originating mortgages in 2012, which is right around the time that you start to see things picking up slightly. People are kind of mm-hmm. out there buying and selling homes again. And it slowly picks up momentum, picks up momentum until you start to get to like 2017, 18, 19, right before COVID, right? Mm-hmm. And things have picked up pretty well. Um, and then COVID, things went bananas, probably Crazy. the hottest real estate market in history, right? Yeah. In, the, in the United States history. And then things really slowed down a couple of years ago. And actually, it, right around May of 2022 is where we, we noticed like, hey, things are slowing down here in a way we don't, typically don't see seasonally. You know, maybe it's just an early summer. We sort of waited through the summer, but we have we are now almost two years into that slowdown. My thought is... It was crazy for two years during COVID, and then things slowed down for two years. So I'm hoping that that has evened out, and now things are going to start to pick up this year. Are, what are your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, you know, I just being a, optimistic here, or do no, you think I don't that think there's so. There's something I, to be said for that time frame. I, th- I think there's something to be said for that, and I think that this echoes something that we were talking about before a little bit, which was, um, you know, the interest rates in the twos. Like that was the crazy time, right? Like the super hot housing market during COVID, that yeah. was the crazy time. Yeah, and so we might be a little closer to average or what we could expect going forward, right? Because I think the big pop that happened during COVID, uh, you know, we're seeing a, re- a pullback from that, uh, but it was so high that if you if you just kind of smooth the line out over twenty years, you know, it's pretty pretty stably going up. But we're just getting closer, I think, to to kind of the average you should be expecting. I would agree with you on that. I mean, I think, um, I think the the historical trend, at least over the last twenty years or so, right? We can go yeah. back further than there. Yeah. Uh, but the last twenty years or so, we've seen some pretty major fluctuations when it comes to the real estate market. Some hot, hot markets and some slow, slow markets. Um, so hopefully, those tend to even out. We're coming out of a slow period, and things pick up a little bit. I've got just a couple minutes left here, Troy. I know you're from Colorado. Yeah. You moved out for a little bit. You moved back. Are you a sports yeah. guy? Yeah, man. Yeah. What's, what sports are you? Uh, do you pay close attention to around here? Love the Broncos. Got yeah. season tickets up in the North Stands. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. So we, yeah, we make it to just about every game, uh, and it's you know it's um you know better better <laughs> better better news ahead of us. We hope. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, and you know it's been fun to watch. I've lived here almost twenty. Actually, yeah, 20 years yeah. next year, 19 years now. Yeah. Um, and it's fun to watch the Broncos. Nothing against the Broncos. I'm from upstate New York. I'm a Bills fan. Um, uh-huh. So it's uh, it's been fun to watch the Broncos, seen some of their success while I've been here over the last 19 years. 
Uh, very cool. It's been you, a little, you know, it's been a little tough for a while, but that's all yeah. right. We'll, we'll, they'll get it. They'll get us right now. Well, and then the Nuggets and the Abs the last couple of years. Amazing. Um, yeah. Just really, really cool. And actually, the year I moved out here, maybe this is the second year I lived out here, the Rockies were in the World Series. Oh, and, yeah. And I'm a Red Sox fan. So oh, it, it was tough because brutal, yeah. I grew up a Red Sox fan. Um, and we lived right across the street from the stadium. So, oh, like, we cool. were we were yeah. very much – we weren't going to the games. We were very much a part of it. You could feel the whole, oh, but the whole vibe, yeah, yeah. and it was really cool. And it was so fun to watch the Rockies during that last month or so. It was really cool, um, unfortunately. Or, I mean, not that series, yeah. but the, the playoffs series, are great. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but leading up to the World sure. Series was, oh, yeah. I mean, the most – Amazing run in baseball history. Matt Holiday, he was safe, right? He was safe all day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Troy, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with Troy Carnes to talk about your next purchase or sale of real estate, give him a call at 202-340-3922. Thank you for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. If you have a question about financing for your next home, or refinancing a current mortgage, give us a call at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show right here on ESPN Denver 1600 every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. You can find past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com.